0: Before we get started with this episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, let me talk about mybookie.ag. Fun, fun place to make your, your golf wagers, your basketball. You got Final Four coming up this weekend. You got baseball, so much cool stuff there. They do politics, they do entertainment, they bet on anything they can. So go check them out, mybookie.ag. And if you're a first time depositor and use promo code Benched, you get a 50% first time deposit bonus up to $1,000. Deposit 100 bucks, free 50. Deposit 500, free 250 so on and so forth over at mybookie.ag. When we do the picks to win at the end, we use the odds from mybookie.ag. As the week goes on, they use the top 20. They have each ways, all the cool stuff you're looking for in your golf bets. The Euro Tour, the works. Masters odds already out. So go check it out. mybookie.ag, promo code BENCH for a 50% first-time deposit bonus. Now, to this week's edition of the always-pressing PGA DFS podcast preview in the 2019 Valero Texas Open.
1: play sir,
0: back everybody to another episode of the always pressing yeah, pga dfs podcast this week previewing the 2019 valero texas open one week to the masters so in order to preview tonight's uh or this week's golf tournament and recap last week's and much much more my co-host as always you can find him on twitter at dfs golf gods jesse how we doing man uh
1: i guess that just kind of depends um You know, I played golf on Saturday in shorts and then woke up this morning and and it was, yeah, there was, uh, there was ice out outside. So, um, that's the Kentucky weather update. And then of course, Kentucky lost and, you know, so it's just, I'm, I'm alive, man. I'm barely making it, but I'm here.
0: (laughs) Well, the bright side is, is the masters is next weekend. So you'll be, you'll be good.
1: Yeah. That's like the only saving grace from this whole entire, like past month for me is that literally like just looking forward to the masters every day.
0: Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be absolutely awesome. We got a special guest joining us next week for that one. So that'll be tons of tons of fun. But before we get it, get there next week, we got the Valero Texas open this week. We have the WGC Dell match play that just took place with Kevin Kisner, who played well the previous year. We talked about him as kind of a dark horse guy. and He played, well enough to win it this go round. Uh, any takeaways from the match play besides, you know, Molinari just kicking everyone's ass again?
1: <laughs> well, he did look good. Uh, yeah. Kisner, man. Uh, you know, he, he had a, a, a pretty difficult draw, obviously went to a one hole or a few hole playoff with, uh, with Poulter there and, and pulled that out. Um, but he's just a, he's a killer, um, in these types of events. And, you know, I, if he's not, if he he's got to be on the Presidents Cup team this year, I would think he'd have to be a. Uh, uh, no matter how he's playing, he'd have to be just a pick because he's he's been playing better. He's been trending, kind of up and up and up over the last few weeks. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he won. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, he's a he would be a really good asset for the the Ryder Cup and Presidents Cups teams moving forward because he's got a lot of obviously a lot of experience, but man and the dude just goes out there and just does not back down to anybody it's pretty fun to watch him play match play it was fun to watch him this past week play match play. yeah
0: it's pretty cool uh you mentioned the president's cut things got my attention did you see lee westwood's lovely tweet about kevin kisner it might have been a good fit at
1: uh the, the <laughs> paris <laughs> I, I golf did, course I did, I did see that it's pretty uh this is pretty good The uh, shot there um Keep twisting the knife yeah well i mean you know it's it, true that <laughs> You know, we we've got a bunch of bombers, but if you look at like the guys who were left there, it was a lot of Euro cuppers and uh, Kucher and Kisner, um, you know, so they, they've got some really good players, too. It'll be obviously we're still a year and a half removed from the next Ryder Cup and we have the President's Cup coming up this fall. Um, but, you know, I, it, it's hard to see him not making the team after that performance.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Tiger Rory, I know on Friday that Tiger Rory match came out due to them both winning their pods and the TV gods rejoiced because they had something to tune into for the weekend. (laughs) The the rest of the uh, brackets didn't quite turn out to plan for uh, the TV folks. Uh, I did not get to see much of Tiger Rory I got highlights. I was watching all the updates on the phone and everything. Did Tiger Rory live up to the hype for you?
1: uh no so i didn't watch i woke up after they were a few holes in already and i didn't watch a whole heck of a lot of it but from what i gathered neither one of them really played that great and basically tiger just kind of out unterribled him um rory that is rory couldn't make a putt it was really really poor effort on the greens from him which is kind of standard yeah i mean it's not really surprising at all um just, I mean, you know, they live up to the hype. It's It was golf. It was two of the more popular golfers, I guess you could say. You know, it did. I you know, I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, it, it sort of seemed like from when I was picking up from all the people I follow on Twitter, yourself and others, and then just watching the PGA Tour app and everything and tuning into the radio station on Sirius once in a while. It just seemed like they're kind of making it happen. Even there was tweets from some of the beat reporters out there that if Rory could just putt, you'd be up like four holes by now. Like it was just one of those. Yeah. Rory played paid. He, he, they said he basically decided to play his worst round when he faced Tiger. So, who knows? Shit happens. But uh, at least we got to see that because it was kind of a bloodbath in the grand scheme of things. You mentioned all the Euros. Just They, they show up in this match play I event. Mean, they played really, really well. And uh, it was pretty impressive. But one Euros, one crybaby hero named Sergio Garcia <laughs> and one stickler, hard ass, whatever you want to name it, Matt Kuchar, had a little bit of an incident on, I believe, the seventh hole. Um, why don't you let us know what happened there, because it's all, I've, I've listened to many different versions of it today. It's been very interesting.
1: Yeah, so I, I didn't see it live. I uh, just kind of got that. But from what I gathered, I, I, I did see the replay. Sergio hit a putt, knocked it up there like literally two or three inches. It was, you know, it was an automatic gimme. Inside so the he, leather. Inside I the mean, leather. it was not even leather. It was almost inside the fucking hosel. And so <laughs> he just walks up there and just taps it, and it just jerks lips out. And uh, I, I don't know exactly how it played out, but um, other than he ended up losing the hole because he wasn't conceded before he actually hit the putt. Um, so I think the match play officials were like, basically, there's nothing you can do. it The hole's over and Kuchar wins. Well, I guess Sergio obviously got pissed off about that. And in order to make it right, you know I mean? Kuchar could have said, all right, well, this next hole I concede to just make it even. Um, But he didn't. If you go watch the video of those two sitting in a cart together, it is fucking awkward as hell. Um, Seems pretty bad. (laughs) I I, I don't know who made them do that. um, But that was, it was like, it was almost like Sergio was being held hostage by Kucher. Like Kucher's like, "I'm, we're going on, we're going to fucking make a video. We're going to make this right. Make me look better. I don't give a shit." And you know, gun to head kind of thing to to surge, but it, it was weird. It was an odd situation, and it, you know, it really could not happen to like the two worst people as far as like shit's already been happening with them. So let's just blow shit up even more. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, that's kind of what I thought of. I saw I was just laughing because I, I play in a, a summer league where we have groups and you gotta play match play um, for like nine holes, and uh, in the afternoons, and there's one guy that I know really well. He likes to talk trash all the time, so I mess with him. And I did, he basically had a putt like that, and I didn't concede it to him. He did the same thing on the very first hole. And he, he looks at me and goes, is this how it's going to fucking go? I said, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we just moved on, and I beat him. But uh, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it went to the last hole. It was good, but I just didn't mess with him because he likes to talk so much trash to everybody. So there's there's that kind of angle in match play. But like you said, this um, this wasn't it. This was more like we didn't even give Kucha the chance to say, yes, I concede the putt even though it's probably like common sense stuff like i mean said, it was but,
1: a, it was an auto give i mean it was literally two three inches it was right there by the hole yeah, but at we, the same time like you gotta at least look up to to cooch and be like you know he's got to acknowledge good yeah i mean you know so the rules i'm pretty sure clearly state that and but either way you know coochers like in the videos like oh, i didn't know how to make her i didn't know how i could make it right and <laughs> Like just the way like to make it right is just like, like he's the next fucking hole. Kuchar like, like it's Couch not
0: difficult. Just like Kuchar doesn't know how to tip a guy in Mexico. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really
1: hard. odd situation. And like I said, it couldn't happen to like that. It, it it couldn't be more ironic that it happened to those two people.
0: Yeah, it, that is fitting. You're correct. It is fitting. It was those two, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Because like Tiger and those guys that never would happen. Like that's just not happening. So that's really interesting stuff. Any other takeaways from the weekend? Uh, again, Kisner takes down Cooch. Well, finished finishes third as he throttled, uh, being beer Guard in the um, the semi- or the consolation match. Uh, Casey played well, a lot, a lot of good stuff, like I said, from the Euros. And then, you know, the big boys in America, not so much.
1: Well, beer Guard took down Tiger. He, he uh, had, I think, three birdies and an eagle on the back nine to to beat Tiger. Which, you know, Tiger's those his 30s. He played thirty six holes on Saturday, and it probably was a blessing for him that he gets to not have to you have to hike around 36 more on, on Sunday. So, but yeah, other than that, it was a pretty, you know, usual t- uh, golf tilt fest for me anyways.
0: The the last thing I want to mention is I want, as, as a big guy myself, I want to give props to K- Kisner's uh, caddy. I don't know how he walked that many rounds of golf like that. He looked like he was ready to walk 36 more. Give him mad props. And I guess that's the conditioning of a big man, but. Uh, Did you see
1: dudes, you see dudes calves?
0: Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah. That's true. I, 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 that's what I think helps me out. I got tree trunks uh, to, I mean, to, carry my, to carry my fat ass
1: around. Dude, dude was out there in like twenty mile an hour wind. It was forty degrees in shorts. That's my man. He, <laughs> it was it was something to see for him. And they said it was like probably in the twenties with a wind chill that on Saturday morning. It's how cold it was. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, he was or it was either Saturday or Sunday morning. Either way, he was in shorts. So.
0: That's awesome. And then um, at the Punta Cana, uh, Graham McDowell takes that down. I watched zero of that. I know Sanjay was in contention. He kind of blabbered it away, but uh, still puts up another nice round. Did you have any takeaways from the Punta Cana?
1: I didn't follow it much. I played one lineup and they got like four or six through and never paid that much more attention to it.
0: And then uh, dude, I do have one more comment to make our, in our Slack chat, which is always popping off our boy uh, Hamdog. Yeah. He did very, very, very well. He finished second in the GUPS corner. Um, contest so make sure you enjoy that. And um, he he did very well. He had Kisner and he had Cooch. I believe some Cooch and our boy Dyer work also had some nice lines on there. So it's like Chat, you know. Even on a match play week where things are a little awkward, they uh they they've been grinding it, and there was guys. Joe Rogers was in there this like like one o'clock my time, four o'clock Eastern, already asking what the chalk plays. Are. The 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 pricing's probably been on for an hour. He's <laughs> already like chomping at the bit. So I love it. You know, dude. Joy, joy yeah, those, those guys
1: are those guys are awesome in there, and uh, they don't stop. And it's 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 uh it's cool because it keeps you engaged. Yep, most definitely.
0: And you get a little nugget you might not even have thought about. Yep, for sure. But. Uh, Let's go on to the Valero Texas Open. It's a different time of year this year before the Masters. Uh should be a fun tournament. Decent group here. 144-man field. Top 70 and ties make the cuts. Jesse, give us some past event history for the Valero Texas Open.
1: should be 156, right? Is it 156? No,
0: it changed for this one because something oh. about scheduling-wise, I was reading about it earlier, um,
1: 144 men. Okay. All right. Well, Either way, unless, yeah, I, the, unless
0: I read something wrong, but
1: that's what I was reading. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know to be 100% honest with you, but either way, it's like 12 guys. So you're going to have your standard top 70 and ties cut here. So it's just your normal run of the mail PGA Tour event right before the best tournament of the year. But either way, last year, Andrew Landry, two shots, uh, 17 under. He, he won by two shots over Molinax and Sean O'Hare. 2017, Kevin Chappell was the winner, 12 under, one shot over Brooks. Uh, 2016, Charlie Hoffman was the winner. Um, 12 under, one shot over Patrick Reed. Uh, 2015, Jimmy, I play well every time we go to Texas Walker. Uh, 11 under, four shots over uh, Jordan Spieth. And I, I got to go all the way to, to 14. Uh, Steven Bodich was the champion. Uh, no. Yeah, eight under, um, one shot uh, over Will McKenzie and Daniel uh summer haze going back to 2015 i don't know if you remember or not but this was the year that there was a like just some insane winds came through i think it was on thursday afternoon or something and basically eliminated half the field uh the cut was 7 over par that year um it's a, it's an outlier but just to kind of piggyback off that it is important to kind of watch the wind splits here uh, there is potential that a uh, this week that a you know tea time could have a bit of an advantage because it is in Texas here. So
0: yeah, we'll definitely make sure like on Wednesday to bring that up in the Slack chat with the latest and greatest is because right now it's anywhere from five to twenty miles an hour each day, and so that could vary tremendously. And uh, it's windy it, where I live every afternoon, but it, it varies, so I, I can tell what Texas is going to be like. Um, five to twenty mile an hour winds, like you said, if it's you know afternoon gets the heavy dosage, well, we can play with that a little bit. So something to keep in mind there as it uh, does come into play as you mentioned and can be a full full force um this is the f- this has been the host course since 2010 to Greg Norman and Sergio Garcia Sergio Garcia is a player advisor built this course um it's a par 72 and a very very long par 72 three par 5s over 590 yards four par 4s over 450 yards three par 3s over 205 yards It is very, very long, as I said, and the the fairways are very, well, not very, very narrow, but very narrow to the fact that if you miss a little bit, you can survive. If you miss a lot, you're going to be in the trees, you're going to be in bushes, you're going to be in just native area, you're going to be in a a problem. Um, Reading some quotes, you basically need to punch out and pray for par if you're in there. If you try to be a hero, you're going to get a lot of bogeys. And That takes us to, this is the second highest non-major course in bogeys or worse on the PGA Tour. Um, and it's the bottom 10 in birdies and eagle rate. So, like you said, scoring is very limited here for the most part. And if it gets windy, it gets really, really nasty. So, the narrow fairways, the wind makes it very, very difficult. Those longer holes, depending on which direction the wind's going, makes it difficult. And then to top it off, you have elevated greens all over the place uh, with big runoffs and drop offs to just, if you, you need to be a great scrambler, basically, to be able to get up and down if you're not hitting greens. Um, the course is Bermuda and it got overseeded for this early time of year. The greens were overseeded with Poa and Velvet. The fairways were overseeded with Ryegrass, and um, the rough was uh, overseeded with extra Ryegrass so they can resemble uh, Augusta. That was their whole plan is to uh, resemble Augusta. So bottom line is you can still bomb it here and have fun because bombers will have an advantage if you're accurate. You have to be tremendously accurate off the tee. Your approach game has to be on point. You need to hit greens. If you're scrambling, you're praying for pars. If you can hit greens you have a much better chance of uh, putting up some nice scores and birdies are just an extreme, extreme advantage of this course. So something to keep in mind there. What key stats are you looking at this week, Jesse? Uh,
1: yeah, it's, this is, it similar to two weeks ago when we were at the Valspar in that, you know, it's kind of ball strikers. Um, so that's pretty much what I'm co- uh, concentrating on. A lot of the, the tee to green stats individually off the tee, uh. B- bogey avoidance um, factor that in approach ball striking and greens and regulation as well but I'm um, throwing in some uh par sc- par four scoring again too um, just because like the the par fives are birdieable um, but they're long like you said so you know there's if you can get somebody who can get some par fours then you're gonna be a little bit ahead of the game there as far as making birdies on them
0: yeah, no doubt about it. Well, let's talk fancier sports. We'll go in some guys in some good recent form. Last three events on tour and drafting scoring in this field, Johnny Vegas averaging over 82 points. K- Kokrak at 80. You got Ricky Fowler. Jonathan Bird coming in at almost 80 drafting these points. Jimmy Furick at 78. You got Sung DJ Trahan coming in at 74. Sung Hoon Kang, Matt Kuchar, and Nick Taylor. Jesse, that just sums up what kind of field we are looking at this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you go back to the past six, Ricky takes the lead. Got, still got Kokrat, Kucher, Furick, Bird, Trahan, but then Nate Lashley, Taylor Gooch, and Benny on come on the schedule. There was still, yes, it's not ideal. If we look back to the last three Valero Texas Opens for players in this field, um, a lot of the high scorers played here last year, but like Fina was phenomenal here. Um, had 21 birdies, one eagle, and 10 bogeys, got him 104 DraftKings points. So he was able to have, you know, bombs away and, and have some fun with it. Joaquin Neiman also got 95 points here last year. But um, like Andrew Landry's played here twice. He's averaged over 90 points. Kevin Tway's averaged over 81. Uh, Kang almost 80 in his two appearances. And then Aaron Badley almost 80 in his three appearances. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Laird, Marty Party Laird loves this course at 79. Ryan Moore. And then Charlie Hoffman, uh, Texas boy, does very, very well here. Uh, if you look at the good course form and good course history coming to this event, again, Joaquin Neiman uh, is one of them, Aaron Battley. It makes sense for the, what we just talked about, like Ryan Moore. Um, for those on Fanshare, when you get the two green lights, that's usually when they both line up, uh, good course form and good course history. Let me just tell you this much. There's not much this week. <laughs> like, no. I, I just, I just named off the three guys that are both green. Usually I have a bunch to pick from. That was it. Yeah. That tells you everything you need to know right there. All right. Let's get into the DraftKings, Jesse. Let's uh move on with this. We got f- five guys over ten K. Ricky Fowler at eleven seven, Kooch at eleven two, Finao at ten eight, Spieth at ten three, and Sun J M all the way up to ten one. What are you looking at up here?
1: Um I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this region. I, I probably won't play a whole heck of a lot on DraftKings. Some of it could come down to kind of just uh ownership projections and, and tags and stuff on Fan Share and just kind of seeing where some of these guys are landing. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like from a stats perspective, you know, Kucher could do well here. Um, overall, though, like, he's not played well here. I mean, he finished fourth in 2014, and he had a fifth, 15th, and a 13th place finish, you know, kind of sprinkled in there. But the last two years, 51st and 40th, 42nd if you go back to 2016 so like the i don't know that he's not been that great here recently now he is playing probably pretty close to the best golf of his life this year um so you may want to ignore course history with him and just kind of go from uh you know the his his recent play which has obviously been pretty good um of late uh ricky i i don't think i'll mess with him too awful much i'm just it's hard to He's got to win just about to pay off that $11,700 price tag, and I would rather bet against that. Finau, I mean, he's okay. He finished third year in 2017, but he's not been playing that great, at least up to Tony Finau standards. And again, super high price tag. So if I'm going to go up here, it's probably going to be Cooch, but like I said, I'm just not a huge fan of this region. And I mean, I can't pay that price for Jordan Spieth and Man, Sunjay at ten thousand one hundred. I mean, are you are you on Sunjay at ten thousand one hundred? I I don't.
0: I want to be, but no, not, not at that price point. Not with the guys that we're going to talk about the next eight and nine k range. I can't. Right.
1: Believe. Yeah, I'm with but, you.
0: But then that's where the GPP angle come into play. Like if you're max entering, then there is appeal there. But um, I
1: would think so. I would think with Sunjay, if you're playing, if you're playing the lower dollar entries, that he's going to be lower owned. I would think that his ownership will be going. Will go up the higher dollar you get into um, because he's that. not as well known as your just casual golf player or whatever. Maybe somebody is just going to the golf tournament this week or something like that. So, and then all of your sharps or sharks or whatever you want to call them know Sung Jay, know his ability, know what he can do. He is trending towards a win. I will give him that much. Like, he's got three top tens in his last, what, four starts with a miscut. Yeah. As the three, fourth three option, times there. Three times of course, seven. it was at Corrales. He finished seventh, so you know that was a really weak field. But Valspar was similar weak, f- similar field to this. Probably yeah. a little bit stronger. API obviously was much stronger field. Than he finished third, so I mean, it's yeah, just it's just hard to it's just hard to get the mind around that. But then again, a lot of people will be thinking that way. So do you go the other way? That's that's the contrarian play, I guess.
0: Yeah, he he would be the play up here because most people, if they're going to pay up, they're going to go to the the big time names. And the, everything we said about, you know, how's he priced up here? Well, that's that's what everyone's going to say, except the Sharks, like you said. So I could see the appeal to him here. You, you mentioned in your your stats that you want to compare this to kind of the Valspar feel. And, and he got he a T4 there playing that course. He is a great ball striker. Um, we've been on Sunjay off and on all season. When he's on, he's very, very good. We've seen him also blow up at times. But right now he's on. So I could see the appeal in a GPP for Sunjay at 10-1 um female's on the board at 10 8 but again like you said he's not playing great right now but he did play good here two years ago and then Kucher, he's made seven out uh, of seven cuts here but only one top 10 he's coming in good form you gotta imagine you've got to wonder how much you know playing 72 holes of golf on two days is going to do yeah. for him but
1: i'm surprised he's in this to be honest with you
0: yeah i thought he would have backed up but he's probably got some sketchers deal or something he's got to show up for yeah, he does. um you know get that get that cash but um, it, he'll make his cut and probably go to T25. I just don't see him contending, but I just probably jinxed it right there. So play Matt but, <laughs> um Yeah, if I'm paying up here, it's Sunjay, And I, I just it's just weird coming up here for Sanjay. Maybe in the next two days, my, my thought process will change on that one. And, and I'll gravitate more to him, realizing, like you said, when we see fan ownership and everything, that he is much more viable it's just at, at first glance it just doesn't you know pan out at that price range
1: I'll, i will say this with sanjay though too like most of your podcasts are going to talk about him because his price is way up there and he's got three top three top 10s in his last 10 finishes is that going to correlate to high ownership i don't that's that, your that question. that's the ultimate question right like that's you yeah. know that's the ultimate question with him um you know i would lean no just from Past experience, especially this year, I've noticed that a lot of guys who are getting some buzz on or getting a lot of tags on fanshare, they're not getting the ownership because people are going to think they're going to be chalky. So, you know. Very true. It's like zig and zag and then zag and then zig and then just fuck yeah. your mind. People just
0: are trying to now think themselves.
1: Blow your whole fucking mind up, you know what I mean?
0: Yep. I agree with you there. Let's go to the 9K range. Pretty good looking range here is why you can almost avoid the 10K and above if you so choose. Billy Ho at 9,800 bucks. Great ball striker, extraordinaire. Jimmy Furyk at 96 coming in very, very hot. Kokrak almost got it done at the Valspar at 94. You got Lucas Glover at 93. Benion at 92. Ryan Moore at 91. And Lucas Beergard at 9,000. Some really, really good golfers here with Beergard sneaking into the 9K range. What do you got here, Jesse?
1: Yeah, for sure, Crack. I mean, that's like my number one play on the board for me. Like almost real quick,
0: real quick. How chalky do yeah. you think he's going to be? Cause I think we're all on him. We've all been on him. Like, and yeah. he's been in. The, he's been one of the high guys each week. How high do you think ninety four hundred dollars take him?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Again, going back to what I was just talking about with him, like people are going to think he's going to be chalky, and then they're going to, they're going to go off of him, and then. He's not going to be as chalky as everyone believes. I mean, that's, at least that's my thinking. Um, you know, it, it just – it it really depends on, you know, just that that angle of it, the ownership projections when they come out. Like, because if you notice, when they come out, people are going the, the other way um, a lot this year. Uh, I like him enough. Like, I don't give a shit. I'll just play him and then try to figure out something else in different areas because that – He's he's going up and up and up and like playing really well. And this type of golf course should set up well for him, where he's really good um, hitting greens, and if he can just make a few putts, you know, he'll be there. So I, I do like Lucas Glover too. I mean, he did miss the cutter in 2015, uh coming off a thirteenth place finish at the Valspar, missed cut the Players Championship before that, but tenth, fourth, and seventh in his three. So he's got th- four top thirteens in his last five starts with one miscut. And if you even go back further than that, he gets even better besides that miscut at the Phoenix open. I probably want to done them there. Um, I don't, (laughs) I won't be wanting to done them more most likely this week. So we don't have any fear of that. Other than that, like those would be my two favorite plays. I think Billy Horschel is interesting. Yep, He's, you know, 11th miscut, fourth, third, miscut, third here. Um, so this is kind of just weird in that he's missed a couple of cuts, but if he's not if he's making the cut since two thousand thirteen, he's basically top tening. Uh and he has not missed a cut on tour since the Canadian Open last July, which I think is he's gotta be trending toward like one of the longest uh, streets out there. Yeah, longest streets are making cuts now that Woodland missed a cut there. I think he's probably pretty close. So um he's interesting at ninety eight hundred dollars. Now that price tag, you're gonna need uh what, a top fifteen at least out of him. Um can he do it? Yeah, but really I, you know, obviously that's the that's the question. It's what you gotta try to predict, which is why golf is so fucking hard to predict. Um, <laughs> other than that, I mean I think Ryan Moore will be uh, chalky. I do think Ben On will be chalky too. Uh Guard's interest or I guess it's beer. Beer guard Beer garden. I'm just not I'm just not pronouncing it Jack. I'm just calling it Beer guard. I'm gonna call him Luke. Luke uh, works, uh, too. <laughs> now uh, he's you know he hasn't missed a cut since last August. Before that, actually, he withdrew at the Nordea Masters in August. He missed a cut at the Scottish Open in July. Um, so obviously, playing pretty steady, good golf. He does have a win in there at the Alfred Dun Dunlink or Dunhill Links Championship. Uh, and then a good showing last last week. I, I just I don't know what to do with him as far as because ownership wise, like. He had such a good week last week. Everybody saw it. Is this, does everybody jump on him this week? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky one with him. And he also played a lot of golf last week. But uh, he's a rookie. He's younger. He's thirsty. So I could see that being interesting. Um, I'm 100 on on board the co-crack train with you. Uh, I get everything you said there. And I like Lucas Glover quite a bit. He could be a nice pivot there because. For some reason, people just don't want to pay up for Glover. They just don't buy into the fact that he's actually pretty good, especially in this grouping. So I like both of those. Uh, Billy Ho is a GPP guy I'm really looking at here. Like you said, when he um, makes the cut, he does very, very well. He's made a boatload of cuts overall of late. And he's just a pure iron-playing ball striker. He's very, very good with his irons. So if they're on, he could be a force here at this course. And the only other guy you didn't mention, I just want to bring him up, is Jimmy Furyk. I know he's 9600 yeah. bucks, But this course suits him. It's like you said, you know. Uh, he finished great at the Valspar. His last few events: T seventeen, T eighteen, a second, a T nine. He's made four cuts here, two top tens. He's played just really, really good, consistent golf right now. He played good at the match play. um So I think he'll be another under own kind of guy. You can look at it at ninety six hundred bucks. Actually, if you want to play cash games, I think is good cash game play. He might not have that uh, GPP upside for you, but cash games like him quite a bit. But I, I shouldn't say he doesn't have GP ups like I said, he just finished you know a second in a T nine three or four events ago. So he's competing, and it's it's a, it's a field that's not going to overwhelm things. So he's very very interesting to me.
1: He's he's playing really well. That the issue with him obviously is the length. This is a much longer golf course than um, what they have been playing. So you kind of got to factor that in a little bit. But I I don't mind him um, because he will just hit it down the middle and then hit it on the green. And if he makes some putts, he will make the cut. Um, but like this this range right here, like it's really, really fun to play this range because I could see a lot of these guys either winning or missing the cut, Definitely, you know?
0: <laughs> no, it's it, like you could, every guy we named off, I could, if someone told me that they had them no win or they're, they're one and done, I probably wouldn't argue with them. Like I no. can see all of them doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like a really, really good range. So potentially the more I think about it, maybe that spreads out the ownership a little bit. Um and so you don't have to worry about it as much. Cochrane uh, will probably be the the highest on either he's, way though. I Pro, still I still think
0: he's twenty percent
1: plus. I, I I agree with you on that. I mean it, it's just hard, especially just in like, the past few weeks. And
0: it's like you said, just be different elsewhere. We have said that so many times. Like yeah. That, that, uh, to win a GPP, you only need one or two guys at the most to be different. That's all you need. It's mm-hmm. that simple. Sometimes yeah. just one guy different. It's all you really need. And uh, so don't let don't let it sway you from the good ones. Try to be different down below. Like that's where all the wild cards sit. Uh, let's get into that 8K range. This is another interesting range here. Abraham Answer at 89. He's a Texas boy. Graham McDowell at 88. Vegas at 87. hug tongue Lee at 86. Juice Luton at 85. Ryan Palmer at 84. Badley at 83. Hoffman at 82. Uh, McCarthy at 81. JB Holmes at 8K. And Lucas List at $8,000. Fun,
1: fun range here. What are you looking at? Yeah, this is an, another one. I mean, I, I really think that... The- like this is this is like the eight and nine k range here is like generally what we're talking about in the seven k range right so like there's the guys who are like so sketched to miss the cut, but you could see them winning as well there's so another good range here uh, i i think you know from a stats perspective um vegas rates out pretty well uh he's his course history is sketchy though it's miscut thirty fourth miscut sixty eighth miscut forty fourth i mean that's pretty fucking odd but Twenty sixth last week, third the week before that, the Players' Championship, 23rd at the API, 16th at the Honda Classic. I'm just hitting a bunch of greens right now at this point, so I don't mind him. The price is high, though, which, you know, I've been saying that quite a bit, and I will we'll continue to probably say that because this field is weak as shit. Um, I do like Joost, ju- Luton, whatever. <laughs> i like i like used uh 85 um i'll play him quite a bit ryan palmer's interesting he's a texas boy um generally plays pretty well here. did mr cut here last year but six fourth sixth in the three years prior to that um he's playing okay here recently did finish fourth at the honda classic and then missed the cut the players championship not super worried about that um kind of back in his wheelhouse down here in texas at this point um Aaron Badley, another guy, eighty three hundred dollars. I hate that price, but his fucking course history is way too good to ignore. Um, coming off the seventh at the uh, at the Punta Conta, and then yeah, he's he was in contention, or at least he was around the top of the leaderboard on Palmer. Yeah, and then he shot seventy four on Sunday, um, and then Puerto Rico. He finished second and finished seventh. You know, like I said at Corrales last week, so. Uh, And then last but not least, um, I do think Luke will be chalky. I don't mind him, though, even though he has two missed cuts in a row here. I think the interesting guy here is J.B. Holmes. Um, He seems best priced in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a winner this year already on tour. He did not play terribly last week at the. I, I know he didn't make it another group stage. He was um, close though. He was really. But close. didn't he beat Rom? He like beat Rom's ass. I think so. I, yeah, he. Yeah, Rom got smoked. Yeah. Because Rom break. won his first match on Wednesday. Because Kucher came it, out of that one, I think. Yeah, he won it pretty handily. And he's like, Oh, this is Roms this is basically Rom's deal to lose because he won like six and four or something. And then J B like comes out and wins like the first like six of the first eight holes or something on him and had him weighed down and ends up beating him like three and two. I don't know. But he won that. So um anyways, and then whenever I look at on fantasy national, you know, courses over seventy four hundred yards, J B rates out pretty well over the last thirty six rounds. Um so I I I like J B as a pivot off of off of list there.
0: I like that because you know JB played great at Riviera. A longer course, scrambling is important. Staying in the ferry is important, uh, so he can't do it. So I, I don't hate JB at eight thousand dollars at all. Uh, Abraham Answer at eighty nine has my attention. T seventeen and a T twelve. His last two tournaments out, he's made both cuts here, and he's much much better than he was those previous tournaments he played here. So Answer could be very very interesting to me. Um, a, pilt, a, it's a tilting a, a GPP play that I will be looking at is how Tong Lee. You know, we were on him a couple weeks back. He missed a the cut. They T9 last week, then missed cut, missed a T19 in a second. He's a very tilty man, but in GPPs, so he's got that upside. He can bomb it, and if he's accurate, he can play in this one. So I don't hate Hal Tong at 86. Um, Palmer is interesting, like you said. Luke List at 8K is another guy I could look at. But those would be the the main ones I'd be looking at this week. Uh, Luke was coming in in great form, as you mentioned, like really, really good form at T12, T10, and a six, his last three events. I just don't know what to expect with him coming over here. He's been playing overseas all the whole time, but uh, he could be an interesting GPP player as well.
1: He was over here recently, though, wasn't he? He played. Yeah, I think his,
0: his last few tournaments have been back in. in oh, Europe. he played
1: WGC. He, yeah, and then he went to the Oman Open. Was that the one in Kenya? Uh, I think no, because so. that was like two weeks ago. This was the th- the th- this this one started okay. on the third. So uh, okay, different one. I don't know what Oman open is but it finished <laughs> twelfth.
0: Lovely. All right, getting the 7K range, seven K range. Seventy five hundred and above Jesse. Who are you looking at?
1: Uh I mean, I don't think this is gonna be like sneaky by any means, but Jimmy Walker at seventy hundred dollars is pretty odd price to me. Fourth year last year, thirteenth year before, he's won here before. Um I mean not the form coming in like recently is not great. So maybe that's why he's priced down here um but I, I don't mind him at seventy hundred dollars i feel like he's like borderline cash um just because of the course history and he's another texas boy uh justin harding at seventy four hundred seventy seven sorry was looking at it, something else um interesting he's he's mostly like a european slash australian slash asian tour player <laughs> he's playing all over the world um Nobody will be on him in the lower dollar buy ins. Uh, so GPP upside there as far as he goes. Neiman, man. Um, so he was chalky as shit last week at Corrales, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know what his ownership was. I didn't see it, but I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure he was pretty chalky. Anyways, he missed a cut in Puerto Rico. Um, before that, you know, everybody's been. Jumping back on him, so it'll be interesting to see if they jump off at this point. If they do, I expect him to play well. If they don't, then he probably missed the cut. Yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> I know it, it. Like it really makes a lot of sense that DK ownership does that to people, but it does. I mean, it's just a fact of the matter. Everybody knows yep. it. If you play DK, it's facts. It happens all the time. talking talk talk players
0: miscut because they. When you open the app on Thursday and you see that you have the chalk, you already know it's time to turn it off.
1: That's <laughs> it's the worst, isn't it? God,
0: yep, it's the worst. But, um, yeah, I like those calls there. A couple of Siwu Kim, I know he's tilting as all hell, but at 7900 dollars he is a pretty good player in this field. He's one of those guys that could top five at this place, uh, without any questions, uh, asked there, but also could miss the cut in a heartbeat. Um, Sung Kang at 7700 is on the radar. Mentioned how well, um, he's played coming in here. Missed the cut last time here with a T6, T42 his previous two events. He's made cut after cut so far this season. Um, you mentioned Hardy, I think he's a very interesting play. And then Joel Dahman at 7500 bucks. he can be tilting. He got us a while back, but since that miscut, back-to-back T12s, uh, he has a T75 here last year. He's a ball striker his irons are working. He plays very, very well, so, so I'm going to keep an eye on uh, in this 7500 and above range. Who do you have at 7400 and below?
1: Um, Man, I, I hate playing Molinax, but like – in this field, like he's, I feel like he's kind of borderline. Uh, cash uh, finished second here last year. Obviously, made two straight cuts on tour. He did miss the cut the Players Championship. Before that, he made a bunch of cuts in a row too. Um, going back, basically this calendar year, he's missed one cut, and that was at the Players Championship in the strongest field of the year. So, kind of just don't even worry about that. But, uh, so like, I don't know, man. Like, I, for me, GBPs it'll be depending on you know if he's chalkier or not, if he's high if he's highly touted. I'm going to probably back off, but if he's not, then I, I could see playing him. Fratelli is another guy, Texas boy. I believe he went to the University of Texas. Um, he finished uh, 20th year last year, uh, two straight main cuts on tour, didn't miss the cut at the Honda Championship, or Honda Classic, and then a main cut to the Genesis, but uh, did make the cut at uh, Valspar and then Corrales this past week. Matt Jones, man. like So, tilt my face off. Um, he played well. First of all, he shot 66, which is six under. I think he was either the first round leader in Corralis or he was like one shot off. And then he came out the next day and made a nine on the first hole. That's a good way Um, to start to Dave. (laughs) Yeah. So he was right back to one under uh, after one hole. But um, (laughs) I had a choice between him and somebody else last week. And I texted one of my friends and was like, you know, just guess what I did. I, I chose the wrong person, obviously. Um, cause he started well and he played pretty well. And before that, you know, of course at the Valspar, he was 13th too. um, so $7,200, like I don't mind him at all. Again, borderline cash, did miss the cut here last year, but has some decent finishes here. Um, and Aussies are known for playing pretty well around here. Um, obviously I think, uh, besides Bodo, uh, the other Aussie that's won here is Adam Scott. Um, but it's pretty much the United States of America. If you look at the flags you know, around here, besides layered and those two anyways, uh, back to the point here. Um, so Matt Jones, I, I don't mind him one single bit. Uh, and like it, I would consider him in cash. Wyndham Clark talk about him every fucking week. Um, cause like he literally almost won me five figures at the Honda classic. um, so uh, my love for him is stay strong. He didn't make the cut to Valspar. He finished 37th. DQ'd at the Players' Championship. We talked about it after yeah, that week. And anyways, um, I don't mind going back to him for this for that price in this field. Uh, McKenzie Hughes, another guy. He's okay at $7,100. His course history is miscut, miscut. He did finish second last week. Chris Kirk. Pretty good course history here. Um, eighth missed cut, thirteenth eighth, forty 48th. and then he's been playing better. He did miss to cut the Valspar. Uh, he had one crazy round. Yeah, it was a Donald Palmer on Saturday. Um, he just made everything. So for the price, not terrible. And then last but not least, Kramer Hickok. It's the guy I've been keeping my eye on. Um, he's made every cut since basically, well, since the eight since eighteen t Pebble uh, Pebble Beach there. So since they've come back to the Kind of the the right coast there. It's uh, he's made every cut. So, um, yeah, seven thousand GPP play.
0: Yeah, I have Hipcock down here. Like I said, a cut making machine at seven K. We're looking for that over and over again. Um Wyndham Clark, hundred percent on board with you there. JT Poston is very very interesting. Um, you know that miscut that, that jolted the Twitterverse, but uh, it was a cut making machine, there in two two cuts here, the T thirty and a T twenty seven. So the postman might be back. I really like some Dylan Fratelli this week at 7,300 bucks. Local boy, good iron player. Uh, T20 here last year in his first attempt coming off a of T18. I like that Fratelli call quite a bit. Uh, a couple others that you did not mention. You mentioned that he's won here before, but Marty Party Laird is tilting as he can be. He's missed three straight cuts. so not coming in great form. We've seen this with Marty on courses he really likes. Five of six made cuts here, including a W. His last two events, T17 and a T18 here. So he really, really likes this course. You could try to get him at $7,000. And then another one, he might be on steroids. He might not be, but Scott Stallings is a bomber that when he's on, can play really well. It feels like I he's GPP only at 7K, but it's interesting. Um, it's to, he's
1: ripped, isn't he? Yeah,
0: you know, he's just ridiculous, <laughs> like bursting out of his shirts. It's, 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 yeah, guns out, sun's out with uh, Scottie Stallings there. But uh, if I have to narrow it down, I'd say like Fratelli, Lyndon Clark, um, posting would be kind of my main ones. They're like Hickok at 7K, like you mentioned as well. So something to definitely take a peek at.
1: I'm going to throw, throw one more at you at 7,000, Brian Gay. Um, yep, I, I forgot to mention him. Um, just in like some course history sets that I look at, he yep. he was there pretty high, and uh, his form coming in is, is not terrible. Um, he did finish sixth here year two years ago. So,
0: Yep, him and his pink skulls on his golf bag. Um yeah, I got pictures in if we need them. Um 6k range. It's actually some options here, Jesse. What are you looking at?
1: Yeah. Uh I mean, you know, like just per the usual, uh I try to avoid this range at all costs, but there's some names down here, man, like some guys who you would normally think would be in this range, but in this field, they could be 7,000s easy. Nick Watney's one. Um Adam shink has been playing pretty well here of, of late. Uh he finished 58th here. Last year, uh, 33rd in Puerto Rico, did miss the cut at the Valspar. Um, but at 6,700, you can take a chance with him. DJ Trahan, another guy, uh, last time he played it was in 2016, missed the cut, but he did make the cut in 2013 and finished 15th in his two straight top 20s. Uh, and they're kind of the lower-end events, the opposite WGC events, so weak fields. But either way, this is borderline that um if you take away the top five guys it really is that um and then last but not least so like i said i'm not a huge fan of this region but i just want to kind of give a shout out to this this dude too chip mcdaniel what a hell of well, that's a name
0: a name right there man my god
1: <laughs> he's from the university of kentucky he played golf oh now uh, i get it now yeah. i get it i was wonder where this here. is coming from anyways so he finished fifth in puerto rico last week uh, he f- shot nine under on sunday um to to come in top five and get an exemption to play this week uh so super deep six thousand dollars i'm not saying play a shit ton of him but you know he played really well last week so um you know if you're in a large field gpp you're playing 100 lineups you know you might throw him on one or two
0: there's your big blue nation plug of the day um in the 6k range i'll go back to my guy that i think i mentioned every time when he's down here is rory sabatini not great course history here, but coming in in great form. So $1,600, I could go take a look at him. Completely agree with your Nick Watney take at 69 for cash games. I'm a big fan of going down there on him. Uh, Harris English is interesting. He's not, never fun playing Harris English, but four or four made cuts here, including a T36, his last go-around. Uh, Vaughn Taylor's kind of one of those iron players. It's a little longer course. It's a little scary, but he does have some good history here as well. At $6,800, made t T16 here last year. Uh, You mentioned Shank, who I don't mind. One of my favorite sub-7K guys, I'll go back to him again, is Julian Etulin. Um, He's one-on-one, made cuts here. He's made four straight cuts on tour, T26, T24, T36, T35, always below 7K. So $6,700 for Julian on board there. Then the last two are more GPP-oriented, Roberto Castro at $6,400. He's got the game to T25, even T24. He also has the game to implode rapidly. So he's a definite GPP play down below, and then Carlos Ortiz at sixty five hundred. He's a birdie machine. Uh, he's made one of two cuts here. He missed a cut three years ago in T fifteen the year before. But like you look on tour, T thirty nine missed cut, T twenty nine missed cut, T nine total GPP play. But when he content when he when he makes cuts, he plays really really well. So someone else to think about in the six K. But safety wise, you know Sabatini Watney, um, even the the I, I mispronounce his name. I just call him Kaylee. Um, he's coming in in great form, making tons of cuts. He's going to be a popular one, but Julian Etzlin would be one I really like at $6,700. K.H. Lee
1: right. is the one who withdrew two weeks ago, right, when he was yeah. – He was cho- oh, semi-chalk. He was 8.5% eight, eight owned at the Valspar. And then, and he,
0: yeah. T- t-26 last week. Uh,
1: he withdrew with a hip and then
0: <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. Made, made Twitter go go ablaze. It's pretty great.
1: There's 26 last week. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, he's been playing well. Um, when he plays, all right, that gets through all the pricing. Let's take a quick run through and give our top plays at each spot. 10K and above, Jesse, who is your top play?
1: Uh, I go with Coach. Uh, yeah, Coach. Yeah.
0: Sorry. If I play anybody here, it'll be Sanjay. I'm just going to say it now because I can see myself doing it by Thursday morning. Um, who, if you had to play one guy
1: in the 9K, who are you playing? Uh, for sure, Coke Rack. Okay, outside of Coke Rack. <laughs> uh. Jason Kokrak Jr.? At, what do you want me to do here? Um, <laughs> uh, pick one
0: guy outside of Jason Kokrak <laughs> in the 9K range.
1: Uh, Glover.
0: Yeah, go Billy Ho. But uh, Kokrak is the play for both of us in that range. Give me two guys in the 8K range.
1: Uh, Juiced. Juiced and then uh, Palmer.
0: I'm going to go uh, Answer and JB Holmes really has my attention this week, which scares the living crap out of me. Uh give me three or four guys in the seven K range.
1: Is J B in the Masters field? That's I don't think he, I bet he's I bet he's not. He won the Riviera. shouldn't he be here? Oh yes, yes, he is in. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking like it takes me back to like a couple years ago when he won Houston to get into the Masters field. Um yeah. so yeah. Anyways, uh where are we at? Seven thousand uh, uh,
0: seven K seven K range. Give me about four guys you're looking at.
1: Four? Three or four. Um, I can give me three. Harding, uh, I think Neiman is GPP viable, um, given his past chalkiness and miscut last week. Uh, and then, so Harding, him, and then Wyndham Clark.
0: I'll go Siwoo Kim Fratelli and Wyndham Clark will be the three for me in the 7K range. And who's your favorite guy in the 6K, just one guy?
1: Uh, DJ Trahan. DJ Trahan.
0: Um, I'll go Julian Ettilian. That's my guy. Um, all right. Cash game plays if you had to start with three guys who are you starting with.
1: Kokrak? Can you roster him three times?
0: I know. You you would if you could. You'd watch him six times. I don't know five, you'd be different in one spot.
1: <laughs> uh Kokrak's obviously I mean like he's like my number one play on you know on on the board or whatever. You're gonna wanna done him, aren't you? I think I've already have, haven't I? I don't remember. I'll, I'll check.
0: I got, I got the database here. I
1: mean, it. I've, I can go check too because I play that, whatever I pick for that. I, I also played on. You know, it's my number one play on. Anyways, uh, so Kokrak is going to be number one for sure. Uh, play. You have not
0: played him, by the way.
1: Okay. All right. So I could. Uh, probably shouldn't though because they don't miss the cut. So. Uh, I think list, you know, his chalkiness mixed in with just the, his ability to eight thousand dollars is makes him a, a cash game potential for me. Um, so I will also put him in that in that range. And then kind of one that's a little bit off the wall is is Juice. Yeah, eighty
0: don't mind that at all. Uh, my three main plays here in cash be Furyk, Answer, and Fratelli. That's right. Start my builds. I know Furyk's not sexy, but just make the cut, Jimmy. Just make the cut. Um, if you had to start a GPP lineup, what three guys are you using? Coke Rack and what other two? <laughs> I'm not making fun of you either. I, I agree with everything you're saying. It's just I already know where you're going, so I'm going to beat you to it.
1: <laughs> now, Coke crack for sure. Like so, with, one thing, one thing that I will say with this, with the way that the prices are this week, Stars and Scrubs will not be as popular as it would be in, in weeks past. So, one way to kind of go Stars and Scrubs if you if you start with Let's just say you start with Juiced, Kokrak, uh, and then you go um, Glover. That's going to be kind of stars and scrubsy, but yeah, it still leaves you seventy six hundred dollars on you know per per player. Um, so then we can go Wyndham Clark, of course, and we can go back to Kokrak and put him in there two more times. Um, but so I mean, that's going to it's going you can kind of go a little bit balanced and but kind of a little bit more stars and scrubsy if that makes sense. I don't know, but those would be my three. So Kokrak, juiced glovers who like i would who i probably will start a gpp lineup with
0: mine if i'm doing gpp it's sunjay johnny vegas and jb holmes three boomer bus guys just give it to yeah. the veins like i can see all of them top 10 and all of them just flying off the radio. no i don't
1: i don't mind that at all that's actually pretty good i mean as as far as like with the upside especially you know i mean jb holmes at eight it it's got he yeah, it's like, He beat everybody at Genesis.
0: And, and like regular listeners to this show, know we're not like JB Holmes, like truthers. Like we usually clown no. on JB Holmes. But when I was making my little cheat sheet for the podcast, I saw him at 8K. I was like, that just doesn't work in this field. He's like 8K at Riviera. He's not yeah. 8K in this field.
1: Right. <laughs> he is from the University of Kentucky too. So, oh, so you claim that, huh? I mean, he is. He went to the University of Kentucky. What do you want me to I'm do? Just, I'm just joking. <laughs> I <laughs> thought I they were gonna.
0: We don't really root for JV. We fucking all the time.
1: lost to Auburn. What? I mean, I've, I've got to find something good. And <laughs> like uh, the worst game of the year. We could uh, do a whole podcast on that game.
0: Yeah, we might have to at a later date and time. We definitely might no. Have you, to. You'd
1: have to, we'd have to do it like this week because after this week, I'm over it because it's okay, the masters You're mode. in masters
0: mode. That's right. Um, all right. right. Probably a
1: masters mode Thursday morning. If you want to be honest, once I wake up and see the, the ownership and that three of my guys started three over through three. three. <laughs> And when Kokrak our...
0: got three putts on one,
1: <laughs> loose.
0: We're all, we're all tilting our face off in the Slack chat. Okay. So picks the win. Kokrak's 28 to one. Who else do you got?
1: <laughs> so besides him, I'll, I'll, I'll pick two more. What's, what's, what's used uh... is he's 45 to one. Okay. What about Palmer? Ryan Palmer is 55 to one. Yeah, I mean those odds like suck, but in this field, uh, you know, if you want somebody like what what's uh, what's Wyndham? Wyndham Clark. This could be a fun one. It's
0: uh, he's one ten to one.
1: I mean that might be I something like. to sprinkle some on right there. Um, at that odds in this field, I could see him because I mean you know he did contend at the uh, where was it? Where was he in contention? It was it Valspar? i already forgot. Or Honda, uh, yeah, yeah. Honda. It's Honda, Honda, yeah, Honda. Yeah. Now, this is, is this is a fun week. It's like,
0: a fun week to get some like, top 20 guys. Like, put play Wyndham at top 20. You probably get them at, like 15 or 20 to 1 at least. Yeah. That, that's not, that's that. not a bad idea. Um, for me, like Billy Ho at 28 to 1 has some leverage to me. Um, Abraham Answer at 40 to 1. Another one I like is Dylan Fertili at 80 to 1. I think there's a little bit of legs behind that one. Um, but there's just some interesting prices when you look at it. Um, you mentioned some of your guys, like Lucas Glover's 33. There's a little bit of life on that. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it's just the way the field is. Uh, J.B. Holmes at 50-1 has my attention now. The more we've talked about him today, which is really terrifying me. And I'm praying to God I don't click J.B. Holmes in OAD this week. I really don't need to play him in OAD. But uh, I just might. I just might. We shall see how it goes. But All right, Jesse, any final thoughts on the Valero Texas Open?
1: uh I, I i don't i don't this is like i really can't wait till next week man i'm super excited about having kevin on and talking about the uh the masters and then having the whole masters week and then all the coverage we get with the masters and yeah. yep pretty, pretty so excited pretty, about that
0: pretty darn awesome jesse's been there before kevin's been there many times so some live like input on the masters you got to i like
1: do you remember when we did that whole podcast with him and Sheridan, yeah, and they went Sheridan. they went hole by hole, yeah. Described each hole in detail.
0: Yeah, it was perfect. Like, I don't think it, we 2016? we we won't need to go that deep this 2016? time, but we will definitely do something like that. That is right. definitely happening. So everyone, be on the lookout for that. We're trying to lock down our recording time, but uh, <laughs> we will get that one all lined out. Uh, but until then, give us a rating review on iTunes. We much much appreciate it. Uh, Jesse is on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I am at pediatric and the podcast is at. Always Press DFS should be an interesting one this week. I'm not saying it's a bad tournament. It should be interesting, though, and the Masters is next week. Thanks for listening. This was the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the Valero Texas Open. Catch you guys later.